going to go to the calming motherly presence of Diane Weist. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's it's just, pick. she's a warm blanket on a cold day. And I mean, so you have the Lost Boys where she's the cool mom. See, I immediately hippie. go to Footloose. Footloose, I think, is her. Footloose and Parenthood. Parenthood, she's great too. She's amazing in Parenthood. Because we were all kind of like Gary at one point, the 12 year old who hated their mom no matter how nice or cool they were. She's the ultimate single mom. She's the She she reminds me of my mom. Just this cool woman doing the best she can dealing with terrible kids. Yeah. Well, I think I amplify it because I'm like, man, that looks really hard because yeah. my life is really easy your life is very easy <laughs> yeah she's great the way she interacts with Lithgow in Footloose and that she both is supporting her husband but also keeping her family together and trying to connect the father and daughter so that they understand each other and I, I don't know dude she's just I agree with you that's a great one I'm very thankful to have Diane Weist in our lives welcome to Buzz in the Tower a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, this Thanksgiving season, you know what I'm thankful for more than anything else? Sonic Loans! Interest rates! <laughs> Sonic Loans is the place that you need to go if you're getting a new house and you need a mortgage or you want to refinance your mortgage. And the reason I'm thankful for them is that the mortgage industry is Indiana Jones. Snakes. Full of snakes. I hate, why did it have to be snakes, Max? <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones. Yeah, for absolutely. Adventure? And, and, the, and the temple of mortgage rates. <laughs> Charlie and his team, it's a family-ran business. 15-year, 30-year, whatever your needs are, they're going to make sure that you're taken care of and you're going to sit around that table. Before of turkey. Eat the turkey, stuffing, gravy. Mm, gravy. <laughs> what were we talking about? Sonic loans. Reach out to them today. Tell them the buzz in the tower sent you and get ready to enjoy your mortgage experience more than the other guy. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248-595-0001. I'm thankful that I'm not in court right now. You know, if I found one of my friends dead and wanted to pretend that he was alive for a weekend, you're going to need Bolton Legal Group. And I'm thankful that I've got Ian and his team in my back pocket ready and willing to support all of the shenanigans that take place on Buzz in the Tower. Aggressive, efficient, bird law, real estate law, you name it, they're there to support you. This Thanksgiving, share with your family. Give them the gift of good legal counsel. There's nothing that says I love you more than saying, Aunt Josephine, before you go to that uh, MAGA rally, I want you to know, take off your horned helmet and, and I want you to meet Bolton Legal Group. So don't forget, reach out to Ian and his team. Let them know that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get the type of protection that you need this holiday season. Today's episode, Giving Thanks, 80s edition. 
Neil Page was thankful to finally make it home to his family. And Del Griffith was thankful to have a new friend and not be alone on Thanksgiving. I'm thankful that every Thanksgiving I get to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, despite ugly face crying during the last five minutes. The movies of the 1980s have brought so much joy to so many people. Here we are, four decades later. Who would have thought, Max? Who would have thought? Not me. I wouldn't have. (laughs) Ranking, debating, and laughing about the greatest films ever made. What better way to kick off the holiday season than to give thanks for the wonderful gifts Hughes, Candy, Murray, and hundreds of others have given us. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll take time to show our gratitude and give thanks to the movies, moments, and characters of the films of the 1980s. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the podcast co-host I'm thankful to call my own, Max Sanders. And with that... Let's have some buttered toast, pretzel sticks, a handful or two of popcorn, and some jelly beans. Charlie Brown came out in 1973. I mean, the Thanksgiving one. I'm I'm so thankful that you're here with me right now. <laughs> Are you really? I in you my get intro in my intro yeah. said was thankful for the co-host that I get to call my own. See, I'm not sure. And what you- was your shh, shh, quiet little lamb? And what was your response to that? Charlie Brown in 1973. Well, you become a like a mushy emotional wreck during the holidays. This is your two month window to be treated. Anyone who knows me knows November and December are the two months where they will be treated the best by me because I am a big ball of Chet Ripley emotion during this time of year. You really are. It's uh, Max. I very contrasting to the rest of the year. I swear to God, when I get into the when I get into the car and I put on 100.3. And you still listen to radio and only this time of year. Okay. Because they kick in the holiday music and I just, I listen to that stuff. You could go on Spotify and be like holiday music without commercials. Thanks. My wife says that too. It's different. (laughs) doesn't give me the old nostalgic feeling. What's your favorite? You know what? I'm not going to say I hate you one time on this episode. I don't care how much you, you goat me into saying it. I'm not doing it because you're not ruining my pre Thanksgiving glow. (laughs) But you got that glow. Are you frying a turkey this year? Heck yeah. We're doing a regular turkey, a fried turkey, and we're going to smoke some uh, prime rib. Ooh. Because we have we have a small army coming to our house, so we need a lot of food. What's your go-to Thanksgiving food? Like, what's, like, the best part of it? My favorite foods at Thanksgiving are... My sister makes my mom's green bean casserole, and there's not a lot of variance. Risky. You, yeah, there's not a lot of variance how you make green bean casserole. Like it's usually the same. The it's, onion strings and all yeah, the cream yeah. mushroom. Except yeah. what my mom would do is she would use a really really thin pan to make it in. So like a typical green bean casserole is like a light little crispy top, and then like a big inch and a half of just mush. Mm. Whereas my mom's was like all crispy because it was made in a very thin wide pan. Delicious. That, and I make something called atomic mashed potatoes. You want to hear about those for a moment? Sure. All right. First, you hand sheave your (laughs) your potatoes. I don't want to hear it like that. First, you do it slowly. (laughs) Good. Take the potato. Oh, good. You you undress the potato. You let it know who its master is. Okay, everyone does that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, It's mashed potatoes, and in the mashed potatoes is chopped up, thick-cut bacon, chives, sour cream, three different types of cheese, garlic, and then I do a little light crusting of Parmesan cheese on it when it's done. Mm, heart attack Yeah, well, we don't try to... <laughs> we don't, eating healthy is not a Thanksgiving thing. I picture the Simpsons episode where Homer takes three pounds of pasta and makes it into a bar. And then he picks up the phone. He's like, hello, hospital, please. <laughs> You know, one of my favorite Simpsons lines ever is when uh, I think it was the episode where he was trying to lose weight and he looks at Marge and he's like, how could you let me get this way? And she's like, I'm not the one who told you to put butter in your coffee, which until uh, this episode came out 20 years ago. Yeah, that's an actual thing. Yeah, I know. People put butter in their coffee. So the Simpsons just tried a bunch of things and some of them ended up being predictions, Uh, I think. I don't know. That that, that whole prediction thing is wild. I don't know. Wild. China. Uh, Max, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hi. This is, uh, again, the weather outside is uh, delightful. Frightful. No, it's still, everything is delightful. Yeah. Well, this. And since you have no place to go, <laughs> let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Absolutely. This is the earliest we've ever done a podcast. This is normally when I go to bed. 30 a.m. This is normally when I go to bed. Well, for those of you that don't know, Max Vampire goes out of town on vacation. How many vacations have you had in 2022? 15. 15 vacations. <laughs> Every single time I've begged you, just put the vacation in my calendar. <laughs> and Max, 
AKA Peter Pan's like, oh, I don't know what a calendar is. How did how does one use the Outlook calendar? Because in your world, everything is just lollipops, and I I just want to murder you. But it is the holiday season, so I will not say I hate you, but I will say I want to murder you. So you're out of town this upcoming weekend, which means we are recording Wednesday morning, six thirty a.m. Crispy out. I feel fine. I'm up at five. For you, you should feel fine too, because you just I assume you rolled straight in from working over to here. No, I I went to sleep at two. Oh, that was not a good move. I can't. My body, my internal clock. My body. <laughs> a little walking. Hey, Scooch, friend. I'm tired. I'm gonna podcast in the morning. What's Walken's best '80s performance? Oh dear God, probably Mad Max. He's in Mad Max. No, not at all. But I was I was pulling a Max at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> okay. I was listening to the raw cut of some of our previous episodes, and I've decided that if I had to pick the one thing that I hate the most that you do, the I, you, you're I, really I, hateful for no, no, no. I, I got to get out of my system before we do this episode. I oh. bet you know what it is. What is the thing I hate? You hate that, that I smack my most? lips? No, I do hate the sound of your voice when you eat. <laughs> I bet. I wish people again shaming us for not having cameras. Max is a small child, and I say this having three children. Like if my kids don't eat on their scheduled time, they like freak out. So Max has to like carry food with him everywhere and yeah. has to eat at specific times. And I tell him time and time again, when you eat right before we podcast your mouth creates additional saliva because that's how we break food down, Max. That's how we digest. You has, know that, right? Has anyone ever commented, be like, Max sounds a little saliva I get a lot of emails Really? And Show me. Show me I, them. Well, I don't want to hurt your feelings, yeah. so I delete them immediately. You don't want to hurt, you always hurt my feelings. Am I allowed to write complaints into the show? I will send an email into the show about how I'm ready. <laughs> Max, you're here. Welcome to Bunch of Tower. I decided to have a sandwich before we get started. You you couldn't help yourself if you wrote an email and he'd be like, this guy. I'd be like, fire him. <laughs> so when Max told me that he wasn't going to be able to record this weekend i immediately was like i'll just i'll get someone to step in you're like oh 6 30 in the morning when do you need me boss i'm who, on my way who, who would have stepped in any literally anyone <laughs> what yeah there's a guy holding a will work will podcast for food sign outside here i bring him in here it's like the homeless guy two tone yeah two yeah. Turn tony works with you'd be able to say it easier you can have a sandwich at six o'clock in the morning and get a little sandwich all right this, yeah i'm not feeling very thankful <laughs> So I tried so hard. I couldn't make it through the first five nope, minutes of the show. You did not. All right. Look it out of my system. I'm not a rinky God. <laughs> I'm back, Max. And I'm ready to be thankful for Let's you. Let's do it. I love you. Uh, welcome to the show. If you've not already, please subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a review. Leave five stars. If you're looking for more content, if you if you got that itch, that 80s itch, and you need it scratched, at Buzz in the Tower on any of the social media platforms that are out there. Elon Musk Twitter. We're on that, too. We're, uh, we should get verified. For eight bucks. <laughs> for eight bucks, absolutely. And uh, if you really want to up your game, take a, take a visit to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Buzz in the tower where you are a part of the process actually i've got I, the max i don't even know if i told you but i threw this topic out i asked our uh, co-pilots what they're thankful for got a bunch of great answers and we have a new patron that we need to welcome to the show who is standing by right now let's uh let him buzz the tower how's that sound buddy wonderful sorry goose but it's time to buzz the tower I feel the need, the need for gravy. It's a very you line. I thought you'd like that. I'm running out of lines, Max. I'm running <laughs> out of lines. Um, the Buzz in the Tower Patreon is really the best place to go if you love the show and you want to make Max stop eating before we record. I'm willing to say that if we get another 10 patrons, I could maybe get him a nutritionist or get him to a ear, nose, and throat doctor to see what the hell's going on with him. But more <laughs> I important, don't want to know. I know. You don't want to know. <laughs> My God, you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden we're going to have a GoFundMe instead of a patron. But oh man, no, we make some money. The Patreon is nice because it gives us an opportunity to even further interact with our fans, especially the ones who are paying us to interact with them, which is <laughs> that's what we're here to do. You give us money and we'll talk to you all day long. Uh, on that note, I want to welcome our newest patron who is at the level of Iceman. Yeah, my favorite. That's right. I, I am, am dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And a girl. Hannah Eason, welcome to the party. And she also commented on our uh, latest post that we did about this episode. So I'll have some feedback from her later. With that in mind, and in the spirit, Max, of a Thanksgiving episode to all of our wonderful patrons, you and I will simply say thank, thank you. you. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Uh, Saunders. Thanks. Good morning. What? 
Thanks. Todd, thanks. Ren, thank you for, uh, thank you. That felt really good. Yeah. I'm feeling real good about this episode. Well, let's light this gratitude candle. The anger has left my body. I good. know I'm, I'm more of a, a whole man. I'm well, ready. Being thankful for stuff is really fun. I think that's at the heart of this episode. And when we were talking about, you know, when you gave me a breakneck pace of 12 hours to decide what we we're going to do, because you're going to go out of town again. Max on another vacation. Boo, 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 boo. We're, hey, going, Yogi. we're going to Connecticut. I don't even know if that's a word. Connecticut. That's a word. Yeah. I we rented that, a house. That's special. So we're going to be like, well, waspy. Do you're, I? You're doing, you're doing a great job today i'm thankful for you max it's always a mm. always a joy always a joy to podcast i've always wanted to be a wasp named greg mm, sailing yes so this White. Uh, let me know when you're ready indeed i want to give you a minute you and seen? she stepped <laughs> on the ball you ever seen sleeping with the enemy i sure have i saw it yesterday julia, julia roberts yeah. that guy is not great no you better make sure those towels line up the right way max <laughs> you don't mess around with those my see, this is i know we've talked about how we should be migrating to a 90s podcast my 90s movie recall is incredible. You see how quickly yeah. I just hopped right into that? I haven't seen that movie in forever, ever. Oh, you know, what, ever? you know what I started watching right after that? What? House Party. Oh, yeah. Which one? As, were, we, as we learned, there are many. The original. A pajama jammy jam? <laughs> Throw in Jello at President Reagan. <laughs> That's what I strive to do. All right, Max. That's what I'm thankful for. I really need you to calm down. Yep. You're too fired up. Okay. Kid looks like a pencil. Yep. Kid and play. Kid, not kid. I said Kid. Kid it's and not, play. It's not a car. Are we still talking about house party? <laughs> Rider. I'm trying as best I can to be positive. All right, what are you thankful for? Well, I can't just hop into it that way. Let me explain first of all that <laughs> it's not that hard. There's a lot. Well, it is. So you say that, but I know you're going to butcher all of your answers. So I want to make sure that there's a declaration and a lot of clarity. This is going to be one of those episodes where, like, you'll hear me talk about my heartfelt experience with a movie and why it's important to me and how it touched my soul. And then it'll be your turn. You're like, I'm thankful for Howard the Duck. Quackity quack. That's our Sanders. And I'm going to murder you. Well, no, you you told me over the phone. You're like, give me one example. I was like, Meg Ryan's hair. And you're like, no, yeah. honey, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, so you just, you maybe, maybe I should just do this episode by myself. So Thanksgiving, I think, is the perfect holiday. The reason I think it's the perfect holiday, outside of you have to ignore some horrible things that took place to Native Americans, but if you if you ignore that for just a moment, right? Uh, the colonization, the what is the diseases they put on the blankets, all that smallpox. Yeah, there you go. Uh, boy, if you were there, you would have you're, you're immune to all that stuff. But if if you ignore that for a second, the reason that Thanksgiving is the perfect holiday is because every other major holiday has themes of repenting, uh, strong religious overtones, whereas Thanksgiving Fourth of July bro yeah <laughs> but you i mean i know that's a holiday but i feel like that's more like a party like do, do families get together for the fourth i guess no no the, the top two are thanksgiving and fourth of july so because of that reason yeah. yeah i love thanksgiving in my broken family where my parents god i think i was in fourth grade or third grade when my parents split but even though they split, we went to the same person's house, my dad's childhood best friend. Uh, we had Thanksgiving at their house my entire life. And even though my parents couldn't stand each other, they pulled their you-know-what together so we all could go to Thanksgiving. My grandma, my grandpa, my parents, um, and then Larry and his wife. And all, it was just it was the amazing experience. I look so forward to it every year. It was it was great. When my mom passed away, that was the first thing I started doing was I started hosting Thanksgiving. Everybody kind of had gone their separate ways and I'd never cooked before and I made I didn't deep fry turkeys at this time. I was just basically making a turkey. So now fast forward to this massive event that I have once a year. I have any anyone who Max, you know this, I told you and Selena this. If you ever need a place to go for Thanksgiving, any of my patrons out there, any of our fans the Shapiro house is always open. Yeah, you proposed to your wife during Thanksgiving, right? I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, and the Lions always play? Between the Lions playing, between the turkey, between the family. I, I love Thanksgiving. I went uh, to one. I asked that one of your friends. That's right, Laura. Yeah, you did ask in front her. of everybody. God, Max, you're such a weird. Didn't work out. No, it didn't. <laughs> God, I totally forgot about that. Leave it to Max to ruin Thanksgiving. Yeah. The other thing that you got to love about Thanksgiving is planes, trains, and automobiles. The, it is the... To, to the best of my knowledge, for the 80s, I don't think there's another Thanksgiving 80s movie. Nope, not in the same way where 
The other ones would be like Die Hard, where it's like adjacent. It's not like part of the actual plot. What do you mean? Die Hard is 100%. You, you know what I mean. Fine, like Lethal Weapon. I gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. gotcha. Uh, and then even after the 80s, I don't think there's been a ton of really successful Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, why is that? Do most people... I don't know. Yeah. Is, is it a Midwest thing? Like, is, is No, I, no, it's a good topic, too. It's I like thought everyone so. comes together that shouldn't or don't want to. Yeah. And, like, and there's turkey. Yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, Christmas Vacation, you could have done Thanksgiving Vacation. That would have been great. Yeah, I, I you really could have. Clark, Clark would have been wonderful that so but above and beyond that the reason that we're doing this episode and the idea behind this episode is so at our thanksgiving we go around and every single person all 300 people list one thing they're thankful for my kids do it everybody does it. it's really cute i love it that's what we're doing today we're going to list some things that are kind of pertinent to 80s movies that we're thankful for uh and that's where i think you're probably going to screw things up because you got no heart every time i do these episodes i think of uh the replacements and what, miles and miles of miles heart of heart yeah he hits his chest but i, <laughs> Jimmy I just, McGinty. it's just so hard for you to do this i don't you're just not a real man you're like the tin man from uh he was kind of a what the hell baby the movie? yeah uh what's it called the gold brick road gold, yeah the follow the yellow brick road <laughs> Wizard of Oz. thank you how is it possible it's 6 30 in the morning i can't remember wizard of oz <laughs> You're a combination of the Tin Man and of the Scarecrow because you have no heart and no brain. <laughs> really? You didn't go cowardly? Oh, no, God. You're all three. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Max. You're all three. I'm having a good time. You are all three. <laughs> you're a cowardly moron with you're, no heart. You're the guy behind the curtain. I'm for sure the guy who acts tough behind the curtain and then uh. you open the curtain. I'm like, oh, my word. <laughs> oh, please close the curtain. <laughs> Muscly armed strong man you are. Yes. Thank you. But the curtain is the darkness, Max. No bane. Yes. By the way, do you see uh, there's a New York Jet uh, linebacker who comes out in the Bane Wearing mask? Wearing the Bane mask. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we start with what our patrons had? We had a couple really good ones from them. And then, Max, we're going to go right into it. We're going to see what you came out with. I'm excited to hear the garbage that you've put together for this. You're going to like some of them. I hope so. Edwin Pratt, uh, one of our patrons, a uh, big friend of ours. I, this is These are great answers. I am thankful for Die Hard John McClane crawling an event with a lighter. When Harry met Sally, the dinner scene, and my favorite of his choices, Roadhouse, Dalton explains the rules of being nice. <laughs> I, I am thankful for the rules of being nice. I don't know that my life would be as enriched if it was today if I didn't know. Be nice. Be nice until it's time not, not to, to be, be nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Take it outside. You know, he says there's three rules. He really does four. I know. Yeah. We've Liar. only had that conversation a million times. <laughs> Moving like, now I know what a TV dinner. Yeah. Now I know what a TV dinner feels like. You do. Yeah. Jesus. Our newest co-pilot, Hannah Eason, wrote, I'm thankful for the at Max. You're going to love this young lady. She's going to become your favorite patron. Is it Chris Knight. I'm thankful for the absolute masterpiece that is real genius. Yes. Watching that in repeat is one of the only things getting me through college and also short circuit because the vibe is immaculate. Oh my God. She's awesome. Are you being catfished? I, I feel like you're being catfished. <laughs> Does Selena know that there's someone out there being like, Oh, hi, my name is Hannah and I like big dogs and I'm a small woman. And I'm a huge this is her testing me. It is her testing you. <laughs> you're such a buffoon. That's all it takes. Yep. Wait, you like short circuit. <laughs> Next week she'll be like, I really enjoy mannequin and making bad jokes, and all of a sudden and I'll the, be like, Call me Chris. Off. Call me Chris. That's so true. Uh, and then Remo. I, now I don't know if Remo's joking or if I've missed this before or you already knew this, but he wrote, my, "He's thankful for his mom and I being extras in the movie Over the Top." Did is that real? That is real. Uh, did I not know that? He told us when he was uh, guest spotlight. That is incredible. Yeah. I totally missed that. For a movie you hate. I hate to, I do hate over the top. <laughs> but I love it that Remo was You gotta meet it. the world halfway, Mo. I know. It's so true. It's so true. There's so much hate in me. I gotta get Lincoln the hate. Lincoln Hawk. I gotta get the hate out of my system soon with the holidays coming and everything. You're 5'8 and full of hate. Max, I am six feet tall. and uh, <laughs> That's what someone and, who's 5'11 definitely and full says. Of definitely <laughs> full of hate. 100%. I'm Next actually, episode, we're going to measure you. I bet you $10,000 that I'm six foot and a half inch. Uh, I mean, your head crevices kind of high. I don't know what head crevices. And a crevice would imply that it dipped. Yeah. You so mean peak. If I you have like a peak. cone head. I, I, I'll make this bet. Matt, Matt, what are you? You're 6'4", right? 6'5". You're definitely the weakest person I've ever met at 6'5". <laughs> Like the most, the most unassuming, like nobody would be scared of you. Like, yeah, I'm not terrifying. Anybody. Can I tell the story about when you got punched at the pizza place? <laughs> I told that story. That guy was 5'11". He was sure. like 5'4". <laughs> yeah. nah. Dustin still has a video. That's great. That's great. I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta reel in the hate. I just, I just there's more hate than you've no, ever. I'm ready. This I'm is ready. like the most hate in two months. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm okay now. All right. What are you thankful for? <laughs> It's great lead in, Max. This is great radio. We're like 30 minutes in. Who cares? You got all day. Well, we're going to start with you. I want to hear your gems. Max, what are you What are you thankful for? Okay, so I am 
thankful for the one-liner magistry of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, stick around in Predator. Here is Sub-Zero, now just regular Zero. (laughs) Or twins, I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. Or uh, Raw Deal, you should not drink and bait. Why why are you you listening? Don't you love... I love everything you're talking about. By this time, the running man, the spine line comes out usually. Would you like me to hear? Yeah. I'll tell you what I think of it. (laughs) I'd live to see you eat that contract, (laughs) but I hope you leave enough room in there before... (laughs) For my fist because I'm going to ram it in your stomach and break your goddamn spine. <laughs> uh, and Commando has like all the best ones. Commando's Remember when I said I'd kill you last? I lied. You did. You did, Sully. No, I lied. No, no, no. I mean, you no, did uh, Matrix. Sully. Remember yeah. when I said I'd kill you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Le- leave my friend alone. He's dead tired. Let off some steam, Bennett. And of course, get to the chopper. So no one... I eat green berets for breakfast. <laughs> so the confidence and the overtop, over-the-top delivery and his thick Austrian accent, there's nothing like it. Like, I was going to go Sly and Arnold one-liners, but Arnold, I think, is in a class all by himself. I think this is an excellent pick when you think about things that you're thankful for. Think about how many times in your childhood or young adulthood where you have leveraged and quoted Schwarzenegger movies from the 80s. Yeah, you get to use these all the it's, time. It's a conversation starter. Yeah. It, it, it's bonded me. My friend group has survived off of these lines. I mean, it's I, it's a great pick. I, I'm, I'm impressed you did a good job. Yeah. So what's best in life? Is this an every episode thing I'm going to do now? Yeah, why don't you tell me what's best in life, Max? To crush your enemies, see the German before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. What about yogurt? <laughs> no yogurt? Snakes by your side. There you go. Snakes by your side, you <laughs> buffoon. It is hard. Anyone who watches that movie, it's hard to hear what he says. Max, do you want my emotional answers first, or do you want my silly answers first? Uh, I've got a bunch of both. Yeah, the terms of endear me up. Endear me up. Endear me up. <laughs> endear me up. Uh, do you speak? The Queen's English. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be nice. Be nice. I'm like, uh, it's old time not to The be King's nice. speech, like the first half. Breathe. All right, Max. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll give you one of my more emotional ones. I am thankful for Back to the Future. So it was a, a cold March day, March 29th, 1987. Do you know why that date is uh, important? Uh, it was your brisk. No. My brisket? <laughs> no, your brisk. Oh, my bri- bris, not brisk. Oh, that's oh, okay. <laughs> you moron! <laughs> a bris with no K is the traditional circumcision of a Jewish <laughs> child. Yeah, brisk is a iced tea drink from the nineties. <laughs> I remember those commercials. <laughs> brisk. It was short. It was brisk. It was very short. Are you sure? Yes. One hundred percent. Please Google it. <laughs> You're brisk. You're brisket. Yeah, I do enjoy a good brisket. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. you think? Yeah. <laughs> I should know. I'm, I'm trying so hard not to be crappy. You make it so hard. All right. March, uh, March 29th, 1987. So at this point in my life, I would have been eight years old, nine years old, somewhere in that, in that I was born in 78, but like a day before 79. So, uh, yeah, let's say I was eight years old ish. That date is the date of WrestleMania three at the Pontiac Silverdome, which at the time set a attendance record, I think for indoor sporting event. Yeah. And the main event was Hogan versus Andre the Giant. And I had tickets to WrestleMania three and I got strep throat. I got deathly ill. And I mean, I was a big baby when I got sick, but I was trying to hide it from my mom. I didn't want her to know I was sick and she felt just awful. So my sister and her friend and I think Ian, but I could be wrong. And a couple other people went in my absence and I was just devastated. So my mom went to Video Max or Video House or somewhere and she rented me a video. And you know what video she rented me? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And that is the first time I ever saw that movie. And that probably started my love affair with Michael J. Fox and what I would call Spielbergian type movies, um, even though he was the executive producer and obviously did not direct it. And uh, I am very thankful that my mom got me that video on that otherwise horrific evening in 1987. Did you cry when you watched it? I did not. But I remember, remember, there's no internet. There's no way to check things up. And I remember at the end where it said to be continued. Yeah. And I was just absolutely like, oh my God, Now (laughs) I want it now. This is amazing. Because when you're done watching that movie, all you want is more of that movie. It it was so good. And the fact that I knew there was going to be a sequel was the greatest thing ever. That's not insanely emotional. I like it. I'm, I'm easing into them. Yeah. We're back to you, my friend. What do you got? 
I'm going to go to the calming motherly presence of Diane Weist. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's it's a just, pick. she's a warm blanket on a cold day. God, I do love her. Right? And I mean, so you have the Lost Boys where she's the cool mom. See, I immediately hippie. go to Footloose. Footloose, I think, is her. Footloose and uh, Parenthood. Parenthood, Parenthood, she's great too. She's amazing in Parenthood. Because we were all kind of like Gary at one point, the 12 year old who hated their mom no matter how nice or cool they were. I'm actually kind of surprised that you connect with her because. Diane Weiss is to me, and this is not a knock, like God bless you that you grew up in a nuclear family and your parents stayed together. She's the ultimate single mom. She's the, she, she reminds me of my mom, just this cool woman doing the best she can dealing with terrible kids. Yeah. Well, I think I amplify it because I'm like, man, that looks really hard because yeah. my life is really easy. Your life is very easy. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Uh, and then just uh, the way she interacts with Lithgow in Footloose and that she both is supporting her husband, but also keeping her family together and trying to connect the father and daughter so that they understand each other. And I, I don't know, dude, she's just, I agree with you. That's a great one. I'm very thankful to have Diane Weist in our lives. Yeah. I'm also very curious, the lost boys, who her ex-husband was. I want to know who like created Corey Haim and Jason Patrick. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. Handsome. I would assume handsome gentleman. Yeah. I feel like he like rode a bike and he was like all kind of rebelly and then he just left one day. Maybe Hulk Hogan from No Holds Barred. <laughs> Suburban Commando. Oh God bless America. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm, uh, that's my, my next one. I am thankful for suburban coming out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, all right. I got another one for you. Yep. Uh, not particularly emotional, but kind of a fun one. So I am thankful for Ferris Bueller's day off. And this might sound silly, right? So you get older and you know, you know, all of my close friends. Uh, from my childhood. They're all crazy. They're all crazy. And I'm not as close to them today as I used to be. Uh, really? You, st- I, you guys still do stuff. We still hang out, but like, I mean, you went on a fishing trip. Like, I know, but Max, like, in your mind, I know you probably see it because, like, you don't, I don't think you're friends with anybody you went to high school with. And nope. I, I still talk to them, but we used to hang out all the time, even through college, post college. I mean, I was hanging out with these guys all the time. Loser. I, I know. I've got this, these incredible one off memories of silly things we did when we were kids. So, Guy, one of my closest friends who I don't see him as much as I used to, any, I don't see him as much as I used to when we were younger and we're both busy and we have young kids. But when we were sophomores in high school and uh, it had to have been the second half of the year because I'd already had my license, I call him up and I go, hey, let's pull Ferris Bueller's day off. He goes, absolutely. So he lies to his mom and says that he's sick. I lie to my mom and say that I'm sick. We both get left at home. And you know what we did? You went to the arcade with a lot of money, right? How how do you know that story? You told me. That's incredible. (laughs) God, you remember. Sorry. How is it? You can't remember to tie your shoes, but you remember an obscure story about me pulling a Ferris Bueller's Day off. I wear Velcro. That's incredible. We each took 20 bucks and went to the Space Station Arcade on Woodward in Royal Oak and spent the day playing video games, which back in the day, 20 bucks at a quarter arcade could get you a couple hours. And that was how uh, that was how creative we were. That's all we did. <laughs> we, then we both went home and just watched TV. No prank phone calls or anything? No prank phone calls. We didn't give a Rudy. <laughs> you didn't dance in parade? No, oh. I tried. Okay. Uh, it didn't, didn't pan out. It was actually really like, and now I think about it and I'm telling the story, a total lack of creativity, but I am really thinking. You tried. That, inspired you. That movie just, it, it resonated with me because it was being bad without being bad. Mm. It was, there was a sweetness to the devilish behavior of Ferris Bueller. And plus, I also loved the dynamic of the friendship that this guy who was the popular guy who everyone loved had this friend who was like a, a total, just a sad lump of crap, right? Mm. When Cameron was in Egypt's land. Let my Cameron go. And the sister, right? That, that you know, that he fought with and they end up reconciling. I don't know. There's a lot. And then, of course, Charlie Sheen play, yeah. playing, <laughs> playing Charlie Sheen. So yeah. it was perfect. So I'm thankful for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Max, back to you. So on TikTok, one of my favorite things to watch is these high school basketball clips of like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Dwight Howard. And you're like, dear God, what's the potential? You know? Right, right. I mean, I'm sure there's some football ones too. Like you watch Derrick Henry in high school and it's like cheating. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. So mine is kind of in that vein. I went young Jim Carrey just teasing us with his talent. I kind of get this one, although I just was never that impressed by anything. Uh, That's not true. Earth Girls are easy. I liked, but you love Once Bitten. I really do. I know. And I'm not, I'm not a huge one. Well, and remember the Deadpool. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when he's like the kind of drugged out rock and roll star. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you're getting these little bits and pieces of him where I mean in Earth Girls are easy, like his physical comedy. You can see that that's what the movie the movie for me where you can like see this guy could carry a movie is in that. Yeah. And it's like there's nothing there's no star breaking performance in any of these. So it's like you can see the dance scene and once bitten and you're like, Okay, I can see where it's going, but you had no idea in five years in the nineties he'd be the biggest actor by far. Yeah. It, I, I, I think it's neat to watch where someone comes from. I think you're neat. I like this answer. Yeah, I'm actually stunned you have not given a stinker yet. So I'm I'm gonna support you all the way to the bank. Yeah, you can take that. I have 15. So bank. wow. All right, my next one, uh, the Karate Kid. Just period. Just period. <laughs> Specifically because when I was younger, I used to I was obsessed with karate, and my friends and I would do karate matches, and we would try to reenact the Karate Kid, and we would never touch each other. I mean, like in our minds, we thought that we were having these incredibly choreographed fights, but if you were watching it, it would be like two five-year-old girls slapping and pulling each other's hair. But then every once in a while, we practiced the crane kick. We'd connect one by accident into someone's face, and they would just go down hard. And it was amazing and fun Mom. to watch. The other part of it, too, is, and again, there maybe there's a theme for me, but just this idea of this single mom, you know, doing the best she can for her kid, this fish out of water, didn't feel comfortable where he was at, but then the most beautiful girl in school, the most beautiful girl ever. And I think you know how I feel. Am I dribble, dribbling into a shoe fetish, if you will? But I mean that Elizabeth shoe, that Allie could fall in love with him and they could have that relationship. And I grew up in a very affluent area and by no means was my family poor, but we didn't have the kind of money that people did around us. So I just loved the idea that this guy who was, you know, living in Reseda, oh geez, oh geez. <laughs> and then all ma! these, I, ma, where's, the, where's my meatloaf, ma? But the fact that he could break through that that barrier and and go to the country club and I don't know just it always resonated with me and I loved that movie it made me feel less out of place so were you like Daniel LaRusso when you were younger because he's awful yeah <laughs> I really was I was really like an ungrateful awful kid to my mom and I yeah I was I was very Daniel LaRusso <laughs> interesting yeah it's terrible I'm embarrassed <laughs> he's a good looking kid though yeah I was I was a handsome dude back in the day he did he was not athletic though no no sir I know I was pretty athletic yeah yeah well I mean Ralph Macchio's aged really well, Mochio. too. Yeah. It's Mochio, as you would say. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. All right, Max, back to you. What do you got? Uh, let's go the use of robots and cyborgs in 80s films. I love a good robot. <laughs> That's so funny. My next one is close to that. Too. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Johnny Five, who I think is the no best. No disassemble. <laughs> Uh, Fisher Stevens, you shouldn't have played an Indian. No, <laughs> him, him, and the him and the voice of Apu did not age hell well at all. Or how about that Ben Kin- Kingsley played Gandhi? Yeah, not good. <laughs> and not won good. an Academy a lot, Award. A lot, a lot of cultural appropriation yeah. all over the place. Anyway, <laughs> if that's not what Thanksgiving is about, then really, what is it? Short Circuit One and Two. Yeah. Uh, Max from Space Camp. Yeah. Love Max. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. Rocky Four. You got the Cisco robot. Oh, you love for, a robot. So there's no reason for it. Police Academy. I thought Michael Winslow being a robot and uh, makes pol- no sense, but. Continue. Please look at me for remember he pretends to be a robot not a robot though a cyborg not a cyborg either the key word is you said he's pretending to be those things yeah but it's because it's so popular so do you want to pick electric boogaloo when they're doing the robot dance i mean like uh, come on okay don't don't ruin it you're doing Ro- so well robocop yes yeah you see the statues coming max i'm so happy you yeah. brought that up <laughs> i was just gonna have that conversation. we need to reach out to them and get them on the show yeah because they're uh they're looking to do it eastern market which would be incredible we should do a live podcast from there let's yes. see if we can do it about Absolutely. robocop yes yeah 100 that'd be really cool best idea you've had all day yeah the Terminator, R2-D2, C-3PO. Yep. Cyborg. Yep. Like it. Blade Runner. Yes. Max and Flight of the Navigator. Oh, God. <laughs> do do the voice. Oh, Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. Ah! No, the... What's it called? What's... he's the, the ship says one thing over and over again. I don't remember. Oh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Lane Bishop from Aliens. <laughs> that was the most anticlimactic <laughs> thing ever. Daryl. I love I love What that. episode did we just have where um oh I was I was not like imitating Kermit the Frog. I was singing like Kermit the Frog and you're like, Word of the Day ah! <laughs> I go, we're not talking about Pee Wee's Playhouse, you buffoon. <laughs> Daryl's really good and yeah. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Who's your favorite robot? Oh wow. From the eighties. Robocop. Yeah? Yeah. He doesn't have much of a personality, though. I don't care. Okay. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. So let me hop into mine from yours. Okay. Uh, I'm thankful for RoboCop and Predator. (laughs) Sweet. The reason I'm thankful for these movies, I was introduced to these movies. This is another story you should remember at a a grossly underage level. I mean, I was probably 11 when I saw both of these movies. 
we had a birthday party at a hotel. Remember I told you about this? Yes. And we had like the paper. I mean, I guess at least we weren't watching like adult movies, but the, the pay-per-view or whatever, we purchased RoboCop and Predator. And I was just terrified the hell out of me. But it also just ingrained in me this love for these kind of films. They're unapologetically ridiculous. And they are two of my favorite action sci-fi films ever. Interesting because they're so contrasting, actually, if you think about it, because Predator is like, yes, this is an action movie. Yes, it's manly. And we're not going to apologize for it. And RoboCop is Paul Verhoeven's kind of like satire of all that. But when you're a kid, you're right. But when you're a kid, you don't pick up, you on, don't pick up on the satire. Yeah. You just like this is a macho, amazing movie about yeah. like being tough. Right? <laughs> when when uh, Peter Weller gets shot to death, did that horrify you as a yes. kid? That's so that's violent. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. It was like incredibly violent. Yeah. Both of those movies. Like I, the end of Predator, when they do the the they show all the characters still alive. Like, oh, the only reason God. I didn't like <laughs> die in my sleep from fear. So, yeah, no, it, was, it was great. I love them both. Uh, what do you got? I like, okay, this one you're probably not going to like. Uh, Neo-noir, sexy, sweaty, thriller, conspiracy movies, and the music that came with them. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot in one sentence. So you got to continue. American Gigolo. Yep. Cruising. Yep. Body Double. Blowout. Dress to Kill. Thief. No Way Out. Against All Odds. Eyewitness. And Angel Heart. Just these kind of like hard-boiled detective, but it has a synth wave music to it, so it felt like very new to the 80s and it felt like defined by the 80s so this, it's like this is the part of you that is like electric f- musical whatever crap you go to forest what is this stuff like this edm is, music yeah this is the edm music that creeps into you i would assume right yeah but it's also that like that weird that like it's okay to be sexy and all that kind of stuff like it's movie. not okay to be sexy <laughs> I don't know. Richard Gere and American Gigolo. Humming out, humming out, humming out. You know he can go to any Armani store to this day and just pick out any suit he wants? Because American Gigolo, like 9,000% increased Armani's uh, market share. Sure. Do you know that or no? I did not know that. I assume it's similar to what uh, Tom Cruise has done for (laughs) Ray-Ban. Yeah, that's probably true. That's that's, The numbers are crazy. Have you seen any of these movies? Nope. (laughs) Every single movie that you just mentioned, I've not seen one of them. That's insane. Yeah. It's not my, well, to your point, it's not my shtick. Yeah, Blowout is a John, it's John Travolta's best performance ever. Yeah, that's, that's a cocky statement. He's a sound engineer. Huh, who, he's a sound engineer who witnesses a murder, and uh, don't he, tell me more about it. Maybe I should watch it. It's freaking awesome. All right, yeah, I'll and Lithgow's in it. All right, I am thankful, Max, for the commercial break that we're about to take for some words from our sponsors, so you can stop the hate. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardolby.com. It is never more obvious to me than around Thanksgiving and the holidays how important picking the right house is. Like, I have... 24 people coming over this Thanksgiving, Max. And Simon and the people at Adobe Real Estate, they are the ones that helped us get our house that we've been in for 11 years, 12 years now. Do you oh, like, oh, sorry, slow it down, Max. Slow it down. Take no, I was going to say like a scent of, the, scent of a woman. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner, but that's sad. That's super sad. Adobe Real Estate is your one-stop shop. Whether you're selling your house, buying your house, they are the premier real estate agents. They've got the best marketing, the best legal, the best agents. You name it, they can do it. So this holiday season, if you're crammed in a little shack and you need something bigger, or if you hate your family and you're looking to escape and you want to sell your house and move far away, they're also the right people to go to. So reach out to Adobe Real Estate. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and uh, get ready to have a wonderful experience this holiday season. Well, that was a nice, nice little break. Nice little uh, break in the action. Sweaty here. And I'm about halfway through-ish, yeah. so we're, we're looking good. What's the deal? Oh, what's the deal? Yes, yes, yes. Max, I am thankful for The Goonies, Monster Squad, and Stand By Me. These films about friendship and coming of age, they are the formative blueprint that has sculpted how I live my life. I go on Goonie adventures with my friends once a year. <laughs> doing, uh, doing what? Just different silly stuff. The fishing trip like you brought up. or I mean, we're not we're not getting maps. Trust me, if I could yeah. find a map for treasure, we would totally go on it. I can't give you the armchair psychology of this, but I don't know why I value and treasure friendship as much as I do. I, I mean, I didn't have this like horrible childhood, but I did feel alone a lot. And I've made a very conscious effort in my life to nurture and curate my friendships with people. And I loved these movies because of that. I loved watching the Goonies, the idea of these just guys that were best of friends with each other and had adventures and they existed in their own world. Whatever was going on around them became irrelevant because they set their own stage. Never say die. Right. You got it. Monster Squad 
Uh, the best analogy for Monster Squad that I tell people all the time is Monster Squad is to Goonies what the GoBots is to Transformers. <laughs> it's really good. But like, but like that's okay though because I liked the GoBots. Yeah, right? yeah. And I can still bum 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 the GoBots. I mean, I, I still remember the freaking song, and it was enough of the same flavor that I enjoyed it. Plus. I love the supernatural aspect of it. As the Wolfman has nards. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Which was the what's his face? He was uh, the guy from uh, yeah, Men in Black. John Grease. Yeah, it's Grease. Grease. Sensei Grease. No, no, not at all. He's Laszlo from Real Genius. And then Stand by Me was. It's a perfect movie. It's, it's, it is. I don't think as a child I appreciated it at all. I think watching it now as an adult, it's a completely different movie to me. I think when I was a kid, I was just like, oh my God, they got leeches on yeah. them. Now when I watch it, I'm like, God, this is an absolutely beautiful movie. So my whole family's going to watch it together on Sunday. Oh, that's a great pick. Have, yeah. you seen, have, they, have they all seen it before? Yeah. Uh, no, my sister and her husband haven't, and I don't think my dad has weird things. I think it's going to hit them I know. hard. Yeah. Like, that's a great pick. Awesome pick. I'm really excited. It's no uh, over the top, but you should maybe <laughs> add that to the list. Uh, all right. Up to you, Max. What do you got? Oh, my next couple ones you're going to be excited about, by the way. So I love a good buddy cop movie. Oh. And this is the area where it exploded. 48 hours to find it. Yep. Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2 perfected sure. it. And then you have fun ancillary ones like Running Scared, Armed and Dangerous, Tango and Cash, Red Heat, Turner and Hooch. Tango and Cash. <laughs> Cash and Tango. K9, Stakeout, Dragnet, and Shakedown. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing. So are you going overall or do you got one in particular? The that, explosion of buddy yeah. cop movies. That yeah. This era, I don't think it ever got better. Do you think so? I don't. And I have to tell you, like, I feel like you and I are in a buddy cop movie. Yeah. It's like, like I'm obviously the handsome, successful, you know, got it all together. Who, and, what combination uh, of your hooch? <laughs> no, what combination of buddy cops are we? What's the, like, the... Uh, I'm definitely, like, you're... Merton Riggs? I, no, I can tell you exactly who we are. We're Merton Riggs! I can tell you 100% right, who what we are. are. I'm Taggart, and you're uh, Rosewood. <laughs> That's pretty good. 100%. Although I'm not... I'm like, I'm like this grumpy old guy, <laughs> and you're a buffoon. It's Gerald Ford! <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's Rosewood, sir. Yeah, 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 roast beef, roast beef. I'm gonna start calling you roast beef. <laughs> so who's your favorite combo of... Uh, oh, I mean, it's gotta be Riggs and Murtaugh. Riggs and Murtaugh are the best. Yeah, it is the best. The depth and beauty of their friendship i mean truthfully the gold if, watch if you and i story. if you yeah. and i were anyone were rigs and murtaugh like, yeah i'm murtaugh your rigs you know on tiktok oh, like i hate giving you that your rigs makes <laughs> yeah. you happy do you want to jump you are like a suicidal lunatic and i'm just coming every day to this podcast i'm like i'm getting too <laughs> so if i could look like mel gibson i, if would... I could look like murtaugh murtaugh, yeah, murtaugh is, jacked, yeah. jacked. Yeah, handsome that gray beard that silvery beard oh, yeah man. and your wife writes novels and oh, makes a bunch of money makes a bunch of money yeah, yeah. My kids are doing comedy commercials. <laughs> I don't know. It's getting weird now. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Still in the toilet. Two, two bombs. Of, yeah. <laughs> two of the cops that work for me were in the movie Aliens. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, I love it. I love it. That's a great one. Um, you're going to love this one. You're going to absolutely love this one. My lived experience is all based on film. So like my idea of what high school football was going to be was based on Johnny be good and all the right moves. And when it comes to romance, like high school romance, right? That was totally the karate kid or all the, some kind of wonderful, yeah, some kind of wonderful. But when it comes to marriage, Mar I don't talk about this very often, but like I, my marriage goals are the movie Overboard. You want to pretend you're married? <laughs> no, you have to get past the whole horrible part where there's a lot of lying and everything. But like, first of all, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are the most adorable couple in the history of couples who are married. They're not married, correct? Yeah. But why? Why ruin a good thing? Yeah, Whatever they're true. doing is working for him. Uh, Dean Prophet and Joanna and I. There's part of me that feels like that this is what I did to Trish. I tricked her into thinking that she'd be like in a normal marriage. And then you dunked her in water. No, then I gave her these three kids who are like absolute monsters. And, and, and Trish is like very sophisticated. She's a, she's a, she's a fine dainty lady. So like now she has to like basically clean up like horse poop all over the floor because of these <laughs> monsters that I'm having her help me raise. Uh, but they are actually her kids. So that's the difference, I guess. But anyways, I, I love this movie. It's my favorite. It, it's, it would be considered a rom-com, right? So oh it's, yeah. It, it's my favorite rom-com from the eighties and I'm thankful for yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's great. It's, you love this movie. I do. It's so funny. Jim it's, Dandy to the rescue. rescue. It's just, I don't know. There's something like 40 screwball-y about it. I know. Yeah. I they like should go too. for it. And go. Kurt Russell's the best. All right, Max, we got, hmm, what am I going to do here? I'm thankful. This one actually is really more in line with you and I got kind of surprised that I took it. Oh boy. Give me the practical effect magic. 
of great call. Yeah. Great call. Like Stan Winston, you got alien predator terminator. I mean, nowadays you look at the Marvel universe. It's so funny. I go see Marvel movies and I'm always kind of excited and hoping they're going to be like Avengers Endgame, which really actually I loved. Yeah. I end up hating these movies and like the, I think I get lost because it's just all CGI, just, you know, dragons and whatnot. And these ones, these movies, like the real practical effects gross me out or weird. Like American Werewolf in London, that thing, I mean, that scene just always freaks me out to this nightmare, day. The Nightmare on Elm Street movies. The Fly, yeah, yeah, The yeah, Thing. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Fright Night. And even Coming to America. It's like that stuff doesn't get done anymore. You know, I want to see Eddie Murphy as an old Jewish guy. Yeah. I I think this is an awesome call. And I think there's a, not to quote Dan Campbell from the Detroit Lions. There's, Do it. There's a, gritty, there's a grittiness <laughs> yeah. to these films. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a really wonderful quote by Jim Henson that I'm going to butcher right now. And it's something to the effect of, we weren't traditionally trained puppeteers. And that was a benefit to us. Because everything that they learned, they learned from a practical experience. They learned from just doing it and finding creative ways to make it work. And there was no budget and they had no money. So they had to rely on the script and the the heart and the music because all they were really using were kind of cheap felt puppets. Yeah. And I think when you watch, when you go back to the original Muppets, there's these really touching, beautiful moments. And if you look at the puppets themselves, they're, they're kind of crappy looking. Mm. And, and I almost like say the same thing to your point. Some of these movies, the special effects are horrible and it works perfectly. Absolutely. Perfectly. Yeah, like Ghostbusters was on a shoestring budget. Loved it. Or Aliens, they uh, had like the trash bag monster until right. the end, and yeah. that's why they had to cover it. You know, it's like Jaws. They didn't show it very right. much. Right, Or Predator, they had to scratch the whole uh, design and redesign it. You well, know, Predators, they actually got money for that because they went back and showed the first cut, and they were like, we need more money to fix it. But I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, and it was genius, yeah. though. They didn't end up showing the Predator in the first half of the movie. Well, that's that's the Spielbergian uh, reveal. Yeah. That's really Hitchcockian more than anything else, right? Mm. Uh, great. That's a great call, Max. Uh, I am thankful for the great outdoors you are chet ripley i am chet ripley <laughs> big bear uh there are i considered even just saying i'm thankful for john candy which i really am john candy had, had a profound impact on me because being a bigger guy myself and just watching all these movies and just seeing the charisma and the kindness that he had and you just yeah you, fun, funny and kind is rare when you watch when you watch him you feel like that's him. There's a very few actors where I actually feel like that they would be good human beings outside of Hollywood. And you just, you feel kind of the good glow of John Candy, the great outdoors in particular. Oh, like Brendan Fraser. There's the other yes, one. Yes. That's a great call. I love him so much. You know, he gained all that weight for whale, that movie coming out. I think it's called whale. Yeah. The whale. He totally should keep the weight on and do a bio, uh, biopic on John Candy. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. Although I don't think it would be, he wouldn't be that good at it. Jack Black could do a better John Candy. But anyways, yeah, the great outdoors to me was just like a really, fun family movie and I know it's silly but I always look at it and I just think about the relationship he has with his two sons and how he is just a hardworking average guy who just has a family tradition that's important to him and to me I'm just a hardworking average guy who loves family traditions and has a co-host for his podcast that drives him nuts so that's, that's why I picked it. Could you finish a 96er in dedication to him? Sure. You think well, you could do it? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably die, dude. At this point, like if I have like two beers, I feel like I'm going to die. So I don't know if I could do 96 <laughs> ounces, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, Max, I've got three or four more. How many more do you have? I got as many as you want me to have. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Go. Your turn. Uh, Burt Reynolds and Malone. <laughs> Like that movie shouldn't exist. <laughs> right, I can see we're getting to the thinner part of your list, so we'll move kind of. No, quickly. no, I just thought that was a fun one. It's, it's fun just one. like he's not very athletic, and he's just like destroying a town. Oh man! And he has an inappropriate relationship with the daughter, who's got to be seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Okay, uh, my next one. I am thankful for The Empire Strikes Back. I remember watching that movie on TV with my dad, and just being like, "My God!" When they were on Hoth. When the entire scene snow took planet, place, the yeah. snow planet, I'm like, this the first is 30 minutes, right? This is, yeah. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And Yoda. Oh my God. That's dude. the first time you meet Yoda, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and just, and, and the minute I heard the voice again, there's no internet. Mm. There's no, there's no IMDB. There's no nothing. I'm like that. My friend. Yeah. That's going to the lexicon that's, forever. That's Frank Oz. Yeah. I immediately knew it was Oh, Frank you did? Oz. Really? Immediate. Max, I, you know how so, into the Muppets I am. So I what's his uh, go-to voice for the Muppets? Is he Gonzo? Miss Piggy. Oh, he's Miss Piggy. He does a bunch, but yeah. Yeah. Frank Oz did Miss Piggy, Fozzie the Bear, Animal, but the, it was Miss Piggy. I could immediately tell, like, I remember hearing Yoda and being like, it's a, it's a slower, calmer version 
version of Miss Piggy. Yeah, the hmm is yeah. like is like her kind of uh, Kermit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Uh, there you go. I never thought of that before. I, and for me, it was immediate, probably more so than the voice. I just the idea that Luke Skywalker was training with him, and that you know he was this young, impulsive, and and you had this this Zen. This sounds so nuts, right? But I've always been fascinated by Eastern religion, Buddhism, really? Taoism. Yeah, and I and it all stems from the Karate Kid. <laughs> strikes back isn't that funny it literally all stems from that that that's my like weird side passion but yeah empire strikes back was a it was a game changer of a movie and it's the best darth vader it is like he's funny and he's like violent and just killing his own guys the whole thing the whole thing was great and the twist at the end we didn't even talk about that yeah all right final three max i haven't cried yet so that's impressive nice i'm (laughs) noise i don't know uh i'm going the birth of mainstream satire comedies because I don't know. That's like part of our lives now. Yeah. I mean, like airplane, yep. naked, uh, gun, naked gun, uh, UHF. Yep. This is Spinal Tap. There's something about mockumentary and kind of making fun of yourself and just being in space on baseballs. Jesus, don't. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. Oh Jesus, I'm so embarrassed right oh now. Oh my god. But they're all just a joke a minute. You don't need to think at all. Don't worry about the plot. You know how we talk about comedies like they need to land the plane. Not no pun intended that like the last 30 minutes kind of falls apart with these satire movies. It doesn't matter. You know, there was a time right where the the heyday of these was going on like in the 90s. They were all I mean, Hot Shots part one and do. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, and I feel like there haven't don't be been a menace in South Central. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. too. I feel like there haven't been any in a long time. When's the last really good satirical film outside of the, the weird, weird Al? Al. So yeah. Dewey Cox, you know, the uh, yeah. John C. Riley yeah, yeah. uh, make fun of one high school high. Yeah. Uh, high. Oh God, what else is there? High school high is not very good though. No, oh, it was kind of funny. It's late his night. <laughs> but not high school high. Uh, and not another teen movie. Oh yeah, Chris that Evans. Was good. You're yeah, right. That one's. You're funny. right. You know what? There were a couple of those uh, that came out. I, I always feel. Do you feel like it's in response? If you get like a bunch of teen movies that come out, then they do that. If you get a bunch of horror films that come out, then they, they do. do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got there, it, got it's it. like someone in the studio is like, it's time. I'm surprised. Has there not been one for all the Marvel stuff that's come out? I'm probably. I'm pretty sure they get sued. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, uh, good pick. I like that. Uh, Max, this is a big one. I'm gonna clump all these together i am thankful for 1989 kickboxer police academy six above the law with nico toscani and jaws for the revenge before my parents got divorced i used to my dad and i would go see movies together that was kind of our thing and after my dad moved out that was what he carried on to kind of create normalcy with my sister and i and i didn't get to spend a lot of time with him and our our eventually our relationship kind of deteriorated but there was a good three four years after he left that we were consistently going to see movies with each other and despite being way too young to see these movies again, I was only 10 years old. When they split up, he would take me to go see these movies in the theater. Like I remember going to see Jaws for the Revenge in the theater. I remember going to see Kickboxer. I remember going to see, uh, even though this movie was in 1990, I mean, I remember my dad taking me to go see Hard to Kill, which was Steven Seagal and Kelly LeBrock. And I remember like, feeling very awkward about some love making scenes but I also vividly remember I was like oh my god this is the girl from weird science like this is incredible and I'm really thankful for these movies because these are some of my fondest memories of my dad like that we were still hanging out and laughing with each other I mean the police academy movies I couldn't he hated those movies but really I hated them but I love them so he would take me to go see them and he I can't even imagine what was going through I mean it'd be like me yummy, going, yummy, yummy, it'd yummy, be like me going yummy. with you to go watch Howard the Duck like I, I just it was, my dream it was nice I know uh, so yes I'm thankful for those action films and police academy movies yeah that's cute i like it i'm trying to think do i have any emotional ones not really you have no emotion well i mean i cried during this one so i'm thankful for vision quest you know i was watching this at home like on a random wednesday night on my little ipad and i'm like okay cool you know wrestling movie matthew modine let's go and like halfway through i'm like the music rocks i relate to this character he's just he's a little confused he's a little bit smarter than everybody but he, he might not get the girl and he's just trying something different that not everyone approves of and like by the end of it, I was crying and stuff like that. And I, I like, remember, I remember you were you of all the movies that you have watched during our podcast. I think this is your ride or die movie because it sucker punched me so hard. Like expectations were so I don't know, just a wrestling movie about high school right. and you know Jake Ryan from Sixteen Candles is in it. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> the speech that Elmo gives, you know, I mean, like the Pele on the black and white TV. You're That's just like powerful. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. And yeah. I don't know, it just made me want to run through a wall. And I'm not normally a no. Masculine. You're not. I yeah. was gonna say that's that's the irony of this entire yeah. thing for me, at least. Uh, <laughs> that's a great pick. Yeah, uh, Max, I've got two left. Um, I am thankful for Jim Henson and Tim Burton. Ooh. So there are two sides of me. I was like yin and yang. Yeah. yeah, there are two sides of me, which is 
is so funny. You know one side more than most, and the mo- mean side. The me- you know the 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 meathead guys guy side, which is like the most not mo thing ever like growing up i was just such like a, a nerd and i loved art and poetry and video games oh, and dear, really? oh yeah that was so lame I, I would beat myself up if i could see myself as a small child but the thing about tim burton and jim henson is they introduced me to a fantasy world where i didn't feel so embarrassed with this side of me that loved muppets and loved Beetlejuice and loved Pee-wee's Big Adventure and then Batman and Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and now today I'm not embarrassed like I'll go watch Game of Thrones or House of Dragons but all of that that fantasy element of my life that I the Dungeons and Dragons nerd that hides inside of me mm. was was breastfed by Tim Burton <laughs> and, and Jim Henson good god and That's they an just they, they really were probably the two most impactful creators in my life Jim Henson in particular is yeah, probably yeah. the most responsible influence of what I enjoy today is is driven by Jim Henson I love it very cute thank you thank you yeah. you need more Muppet tattoos I do I need more tattoos in general. Yes, you do. All right, Max, what do you got? Give me 80s video game and computer nostalgia. Go on. I don't know. It's just like I grew up playing in arcades and all that kind of stuff. So this is like the predecessor a little bit. Sure. Like to see Chunk in the uh, arcade with the, the, the milkshake. The, the, the strawberry like, milkshake. Just the, the ancillary. Like this is where you hung out. Like when I read Ready Player One, it's like this is what I think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like you have war games, Matthew Broderick, you know, playing a game and like, you know, hacking into the computers. Tron and the future of gaming, which kind of came true. Big when he's playing the. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the wizard melter heart thing yeah yeah and also I mean, just pinball machines in general too die hard theo hacking into the computer blaine and pretty in pink somehow computer hacking his face into a computer yeah still not sure how he did it or ferris changing his absences it's like te- nine times <laughs> it's like technology was starting to come into our homes and it's like we weren't really sure what it was and it's like the people who knew how to control it and like they just seemed cool to me you know um, I, mean? I just watched Weird Science the other day, and the, oh yeah, and the, I, the science behind Weird Science not that strong. Yeah, the, like the, the whole like yeah. the, the whole computer he has, and like what it can really do, and the the mainframe it's hacking into. Like, there's a lot of questions I have. But, but it yeah, looks cool. You see, it a does, picture, you, you see a picture. Da- you see a picture of David Lee Roth. You're like, okay, I, I get into it. it. Absolutely, we forgot to plug in the doll. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. She stepped on the doll. <laughs> Max, did you go first or did I go first? You went first. So I went first. Let's do the last one. Let's wrap it up. Last one. Here we go. I am thankful. Speaking of weird science, I am thankful for weird science. Say anything. Teen Wolf and Can't Buy Me Love because these movies all made me believe that the nerd can get the girl. Yeah. The romantic side of Hollywood are handsome men marrying handsome women. Uh, like that's that's what <laughs> beautiful Holly- women. Yeah. Right. Yeah, beautiful. Whatever. You know what I mean. Handsome men marrying handsome men. That's that's my Hollywood. <laughs> But these movies made this goofy, six foot tall, gangly looking Jewish kid who all of a sudden hit puberty and looked like he put on 100 pounds over the summer feel like, okay, look, can I do what Ronald McDonald did? <laughs> now I'm thinking of it's always <laughs> sunny in Philadelphia. So you wanted to pay a girl $1,000 of your girlfriend? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ronald Miller, not Ronald yeah, McDonald, yeah. or, or I, even in, even in Teen Wolf. Like again, the the fact that he that Howard is so awkward and he's like a mediocre basketball player and he works at his dad's hardware shop and he's following this girl who wants to be in the school play. And but Boof is there all along. I know Boof is there all. That's so isn't I, that the lesson of life? Is that <laughs> Boof is always there waiting for you? So I think these movies actually tarnish my idea. Like. It made me think, oh, if I just make a big, you know, enactment of love and stuff like that. And that's not how the real world works. That's exactly how it works. No, it's not. You you did a huge enactment. of. That's how you asked your fiance to marry you. It was a big enactment of love. Yeah, but no, to get the girl. this This is what these movies are about. That like, if you be quiet, but like you make this one grandiose gesture, you can change it all. I don't know what movie you're watching, but when Wyatt and Gary take on the cast of Mad Max... And are saving the girls. That's not a grand gesture. That's a Saturday night, my friend. Okay, yeah. You weirdo. You're a weirdo. I don't like this one. All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it was important. Yeah. You shut your mouth. It makes me bleed my own blood. (laughs) All right, what's your last one? The Corys. Oh, that's Just a good them one. together. That's the a Lost good one. Boys, License to Drive. I'm not Dream a Little Dream. Well, you can't say the Corys together and not say Dream a Little Dream. Yeah, I can. Watch me. All right. So I think License to Drive is the perfect one between the two of them. It's just them in high school getting into trouble, having a good time, chaotic situation. Mixing it up. 
Yeah, and they have such good different energies. Like Corey Haim is kind of more. What's your favorite Corey Haim movie, regardless of them being License in, Drive? And what's your favorite Corey Feldman movie? License also License Drive. Oh wait, The Burbs. Burbs no, no. is my favorite. No, no, Feldman wait. Movie. Is Stand by Me a Corey Feldman 100%. movie? Percent. Oh, then it's Stand by Me. Mine is The Burbs. I love you Stand like, by Me. You I like I love The Burbs. You like The Burbs more than Stand by Me. Yeah, that's wrong. I said it. That's really wrong. Sorry, I lo- I am who I am. I love what I love. <laughs> you like Malachi as a murderer? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, he's a murderer in the Clopex. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Not love the clopex. You poop on my house. Oh, that's good. But yeah, well, are you a Feldman or a Haim guy? Feldman. I go Haim. No, nah, I go Feldman. Yeah. Feldman to me was just he had more of like an energy to him that I dug. Yeah. That, well, it fits our personalities. It does. Yeah. Max, speaking of personalities, uh, we just wrapped up our What Are We Thankful For episode and just in the nick of time to slide on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is none other than Shane Templeton, a.k.a. Tuck Pendleton. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot say Shane's name without thinking of Interspace. It's impossible. How many times have I given him hell about that, too? He's the best. Father, fan of the show, 80s nerd for life, Tennessee twang. We have been communicating back and forth with Shane for God, how long now? Like a year? Yeah. Every time I see his Chevy Chase logo on Instagram, I'm like, mm, he's going to say something good. Chase Licious. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of our fan spotlights and, and, and in general, a lot of our. <laughs> A lot of our fans are kind of just cut from the same cloth as we are. This is just a guy who loves 80s movies, loves indoctrinating his kids into 80s movies. So I am interested to see. You You just asked him, what are you thankful for? You didn't screw it up. You kept it nice and simple. I think so. All right, Max, I hope you didn't screw it up. Let's see what uh, Tuck Pendleton had to say. Sloan Peterson. I don't even know why all of a sudden Pendleton became Peterson. Let's hear what he had to say. Shane, take it away. Hey, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Lieutenant Tuck Pendleton here. AKA Shane from Tennessee. Couple things I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving. I love the 80s soundtracks. The music those movies brought to us were just was great. I love you're driving down the road and you hear a song, an obvious one like Don't You Forget About Me from the Breakfast Club, but then you'll hear another one that you're not you can't quite place it and then it takes you a minute, but then you you can you can pop it in, you know, a song from Sixteen Candles or some kind of wonderful or or, or, you know, some of those movies, just it's just great. I love the music. It just takes you right back there. And the other thing I like is the how those 80s movies pull generations together. I remember my dad took me to see, or I don't know if he actually took me, but, I, but we rented Trading Places and we rented Stripes and we watched, uh, you know, 48 Hours and, and Beverly Hills Cop and Caddyshack and all those movies. And then guys my age, we still quote Fast Times, Ridgemont High and, and uh, Fletch. And then I'm showing my girls... My young girls' movies that I loved, you know, Summer Rental and, uh, you know, War Games, Ferris Bueller, all the, you know, those movies that um, it just crosses. And I feel like they're going to stand the test of time and just keep going. Uh, And thank God for John Hughes. But anyway, that's it. Real thankful for you guys. Thankful for the podcast. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Take care, guys. That's a great call. It really is. I didn't even think about doing any of the music. And that's so funny because, you know, like I'm like a music nerd and I just should have done music. I wrote music for neo-noir sexy stuff. Yeah, I know that whole thing. I didn't get that one. That kind of fell dead on me. But you don't feel sexy. Not at all. But uh, no. And and Shane's point too about this kind of like crossing generations with these films. Like it's so true. Like I, I just hope that one day I could imagine being a grandfather and sitting down with my kids. You know, what? one of the reasons that I also was so in love with Back to the Future and put that as one of my things I'm thankful for, not just because I watched it when I was younger. That's the first eighties movie I introduced my kids to. That's amazing. And they loved it. Yeah. And it got them hooked. So now they'll always, anything I put in front of them, that's an eighties movie. They'll be into and watch because of that movie. Smart move. Ghostbusters. They love to, uh, lots of good movies. Uh, Shane, thank you so much for joining the show today and providing us your awesome answers. A reminder to everybody else, please. If you haven't already subscribe or follow us on Spotify, Apple podcast, or whatever your podcast player is for more content, follow us on any social media platform using our handle at Buzz in the Tower. Head over to our website, buzzinthetower.com, B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com, to purchase officially licensed merchandise as a lovely gift for the holiday season. If you want to show your love, get a nice sweatshirt with uh, Falcor on it. I like that one. Yeah! Add a girl. Add a girl. Uh, what am I forgetting, Max? In addition, patreon.com slash buzzinthetower.com. 
Give us your money. We love you. And what else? Um, Have a nice vacation. Your 50th one of the year. Watch trains, planes, and automobiles. Yes, absolutely. Max. Do you know, do you know there's an extra hour that's coming out I, on DVD? I heard. Yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. Uh, Max, I will not see you before Thanksgiving. So to you and your lovely family, I wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving to our fans, to our friends, to everybody out there. The same. It's my favorite time of year. Soak it up, and we will see you all soon. How do you want to end this episode, Mr. Sanders? Let's do the John Candy smile halfway freeze frame. I like that. Nobody can see you waving, though. Oh, yeah. I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll end it how I started it, Max. I'm thankful for you and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thankful for you, buddy. Love I don't, you. I don't know what thankful is, but thankful. Spankful. God bless it, Max. Can I just end the show without hating you? I love you, buddy. I love you, too. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.